Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Raina Troy Hotline. Alicia, Michael, what's going on? We know you have takes. We have takes. I'm actually surprised that your rant line, raid line, whatever, isn't completely full. Why can't we just win a game? Can I blame Michael Castillo for this? Can I blame Bob Connolly for this? Could I put on a zebra shirt and just go out there? Scratch, claw, up against the wall. Can't explain what I'm feeling right now, guys. Let's open up that raid Oh, I can't believe USC is going to do the same thing again year after year. Oh, no. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rain of Troy Radio, episode 409, coming to you on Wednesday, July 21st. We're going to talk about the latest in USC football talk, which there is a ton of to catch up. Here on this episode, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Rain of Troy, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rain of Troy. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Overcast, Google Play, Omni, wherever you can find a podcast, we're there. Our bonus episodes are on Patreon, patreon.com slash Rain of Troy. Our email address is Rain of Troy and our phone number is 213-373-1USC, second What's Brewing Show. I'm your host, Michael Castillo, joining along with my co-host, Alisa Deratola. Hello, everybody. Hello, we are back. Back in the saddle, potentially. Back, that's if this recording goes through. Back for like the the fourth or fifth time attempting? Something like that. So we're just going to cross our fingers. So far, so good. I mean... We had gotten this far on another episode recording uh, a week ago and then a few other weeks before that. We were like 15 minutes into a record Yeah, a, a couple of weeks back. And then uh, we had made a pause because we were at the end of a segment. We went back to go listen to it and uh, it was not good. It, so we have what, switched computers. Like, We've switched it, out the sounded, stuffs. It was like a... Like the, like that. You're, Did I do that bad? You're making me nervous. I'm sorry. Like, like, it's, a, it's a little too close. Oh, to, it was a little bit too well, real. You, uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a horrible feeling, by the way, if you're recording and then all of a sudden you listen back and you're like, uh, that's unusable. Yeah. So. Not good. Um, yeah. But it's been a it's been a wild several weeks since we've recorded several weeks we can we can use the term months yeah it's it's been it's been insane uh yeah. these last couple months um <laughs> there's literally multiple threads on the p about <laughs> what happened to us and all this kind of stuff i was telling my mom like the one good th- like we've had a nightmare of a time uh, but the one good thing is that like we've had people like hit us up and go like, hey, are y'all OK? And it's like, well, OK, that feels good, at least that like people care that we are or are not present and uh, and doing stuff. So that's good. But but yeah, it's it's just we had life get in the way. We've been in the middle of, of setting up a move. I had a retinal tear uh, that basically took yeah. a week of everything away. Um uh, just figuring out my work schedule was hard for a while there. We went on, on a vacation for 10 days. Um, it's just, it's just, yeah. And then, and then, and then in between all of that, we tried to record like three different times and we now have a, a narrower window in which we can record. And every time we had massive technical difficulties and it was just like, well, I guess we're going to record next week. Yeah. We think we have found the solution. So if this episode goes up, that is the signal that we Fa- have. Famous last words, but yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, we will see how that goes uh, all together. Uh, also, this this time has been a great time for me to learn that I'm a massive hypocrite. I, yes. I, I'm a podcast addict. I love listening to the podcasts that I listen to. I'm addicted to them. I know what days are supposed to go up. And... I'm the guy who gets agitated when I know that a Wednesday podcast isn't posted at Wednesday at midnight and I'm up late playing MLB the show and I'm like, well, it's Wednesday at midnight. Like, I know that this podcast is going to be recorded. It's not up. I need to listen to this thing. And yet then I stop and think. And you turn around and do the same thing to our lovely listeners. I know. I'm a terrible person. (sighs) Terrible. Well, you're not that bad. Mostly bad. Uh, Very bad. You could be worse. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, the the point is, uh, we're back. Football season is back starting next week uh, with Back 12 Media Days. Uh, Media Day. Back down to one day uh, over in Hollywood. We'll be there for that. That'll be uh, super fun to sort of get back in the mix of everything. We'll be talking about USC's representation over there. Um, I haven't seen, they haven't put out uh, a list of the, the players that we would expect there. Uh, so if we make guesses? Who, who are we thinking? Keaton and... Keaton uh, and Drake Jackson. I could see it. Could Actually, Isaiah Polamau is probably the one who will go from the defense. I could see it. But it's got to be Keaton on offense. Could who else could it be? No, well, but it's not necessarily offense and defense now. But, Remember, it's just two players? But also, they have a quarterback who's a junior, who's going to be a junior. Yeah, but... but is it a possibility that it's like Keaton and bye-bye? I mean, maybe. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Maybe. Keaton and maybe it's Drake like Keaton, Keaton and Keontae Ingram. Uh, Keaton and Katie Nixon. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't know. know. Uh, my my guess. I like Keaton and Parker Lewis. I think <laughs> Keaton and Damon Johnson. Um, I think that. The best way to do it is to have a representative from offense and a representative from defense, if those make sense. So for me, it's obvious that they should do they should 
outdo Keaton and Drake Jackson. Um, I think Keaton and Isaiah Plumau also make a lot of sense. Otherwise, I, I, I have no guesses. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, with that uh, next week down in Hollywood. Uh, super excited for that and, and ready to get the football season underway after that as, as we get into August. Camp opens and in September, football season is back. Back with 100% capacity of the Coliseum. Too. Yeah, which is very nice. Yeah, it's, it's like back to normal-ish, yes. I, I, I guess. I mean, the mask mandate's back, but back to normal-ish. Well, with any luck, by the time football season rolls around, the mask mandate will be pulled back again, uh, and then we'll be full go and able to enjoy, enjoy a football yeah. season uh, as is. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, well, there's a bunch of us, uh, bunch of topics for us to get into. Uh, let's do that. Let's start with things like name, image, and likeness, because Alicia, while we were gone, the rules have changed. The college football landscape blew up? Yes. All different. Completely different. This is not the same sport that we no, left, that we left like two behind. and a half months ago. No, not at all. Yeah, they shaved down the rule book, but hopefully in a way that doesn't hurt the boys, which is what you guys at home hopefully are doing with Manscaped, because this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped, the maker of the Lawnmower 4.0. This baby, this baby's got power. Yeah, it's it's got a 7,000 RPM motor, which sounds very intense. Hell yeah. A multifunction on-off switch and a travel lock. So when you take it with you, it's not going to cause problems when you're at the airport and stuff. Got to be safe. You do. Uh, it's got a 4,000K LED spotlight that you can turn on or off. I don't know what 4,000K means, but it seems bright, it, and it, that sounds useful. It's bright light, yeah. Bright yes. white light, yeah. Yeah, so if you get the Performance Package 4.0, then you get the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker, which will help you trim trim the weeds up in your ears and around your nose and all of the, those places. You get the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, the Crop Reviver Toner, and two free gifts. You get... Uh, Boxer briefs and a, and a travel bag. You guys, the Rotbots, can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Achieve pubic glory this year with Manscaped. I mean, if you're going to be watching the Olympics, you're going to see a lot of swimmers who have definitely used Manscaped products to make sure that they are sleek and smooth and uh, hydrodynamic? Sure, I'll go with I it. I think that's the word. I'll, I'll it's not aerodynamic. Either way. Which we're not supposed to talk about F1, but uh, you can make yourself aerodynamic, uh, just like F1 cars, right. with Manscaped. Yeah, and you can make sure that uh, everything looks good, uh, which allows us to transition from this bush to Reggie Bush in the news. So let's get into the news here. We have to start with nil. And no, that doesn't mean zero in uh, footy. I mean, nil, it does, nil. but, but I mean, yes. this is not the, the same kind this of nil. This is cap, all caps, N-I-L. Yeah, and, and no cap. Uh, N-I-L, name, image, and likeness. Uh, this comes from CBS Sports on July 1st. Quote, the NCAA Division One Board of Governors on Wednesday approved an interim policy that allows college athletes to monetize their name, images, and likenesses for the first time 
A source tells CBS Sports Dennis Dodd, this bridge waiver comes just one day before the NIL floodgates open in about a dozen states on July 1st. Uh, since then, a ton of things have happened. Uh, I, I think we, we've seen several players strike up deals with, well, with different companies and, according, and whatnot. According to Nick Saban, Bryce Young has already penned deals that are going to make him close to a million dollars. Uh, yeah, we've right. seen Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon, who is... He's got like an NFT, right? He's got an NFT, and I think it's going to be a, a, a six-figure deal of some variety with yeah. Phil Knight doing Nike, NFTs yeah. and memorabilia and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's it's all over the place. We've got guys, you know, doing uh, fireworks uh, stores, and T- Graham Mertz is selling, you know, T-shirts and all sorts of other stuff. So... Uh, the landscape of college football has absolutely changed uh, completely. Uh, good on the players, finally able to make money the way that all other students are able to make money. Uh, but uh, but the, I mean, the interesting thing is that I mean, this is now we're t- you know three weeks since this these floodgates opened. We really haven't heard of any deals for USC guys. Yeah, I. I'm That's not to say they don't exist. To, to see what what happens with that. Um... I don't know. I, I I don't know what the situation is going to be going forward. Are we always going to hear about these things? Maybe, maybe not. Um, well, the only reason we heard about Bryce Young's stuff is because Nick Saban talked because about Nick Saban it. talked about it, and so right. like Nick Saban is smart, I think, to talk about it because a quarterback who hasn't really started for that team yet is making a million dollars. Yeah, yikes. Well, the the other thing is, I, I think that needs to be stressed here, um, and. and there is minimal pushback to this. I think the landscape of college football has changed in terms of how we look at it. Um, not many players in the country are going to be able to pull in the money that Kayvon Thibodeau or Bryce Young uh, have pulled in. No. Like, uh, extremely few players can do that. There's only the one. the quarterback in Alabama, that can happen. Yeah, there's only one quarterback at Alabama. Right. One starting quarterback at Alabama. Yeah. And, you know, like... But I was think I was even thinking because so the Reggie Bush stuff has also blown up in, in oh I got in, takes on that in the uh, in the wake of this. Well, let's discuss those takes. But for, I'm gonna, I'm just going to point this out. Um, Reggie Bush is like publicly asked for his Heisman to be restored uh, in light of the NIL stuff that, uh, being uh, going through. And there's a whole back and forth about the Heisman Trust saying like it's up to the NCAA, which is cowardice and bullcrap, by the way. Um, but uh, on the Heisman Trust part, but I was sitting here thinking like. Okay, so we don't know what Keaton is making or will make or what he could, but like he's a, a, a USC quarterback who's in the discussion among the best quarterbacks in the country. Um, he's like a, a made for TV. I mean, he's made for for it just image wise. Like he's a good looking dude. Um, he's gonna he's gonna attract endorsement deals. You would imagine, but like imagine what Matt Leinart could have made. Imagine what Reggie Bush could have made. Do you remember made. when Matt Leinart got suspended by the NCAA yeah. for saying Sports Center is next? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like that kind of crap. Like, like they would have made bank. Reggie would have made exponentially more than his uh than his family took in rent and dishwasher and, and washing machines and airfare or whatever else. Like if Bryce Young is making a million dollars, like Reggie Bush would have made bank. So um, I'm not trying to retroactively apply those kind of rules. I was just thinking, like, 
I don't know what the landscape on the West Coast is for this kind of thing, but the USC quarterback, at least, should be making good money. And we have yet to find out any sort of understanding of that from a USC perspective, which to me is interesting three weeks three weeks on. But uh, right. Especially when SC has been pr- so proactive with the Boulevard play, stuff. Play, and, and the USC that. basketball players have all their own logos and all this kind yeah. of stuff. So this stuff is going to come down the line. It's just weird the trickle of information that hasn't come out from the USC perspective. Because like I said, I think Nick Saban is smart to make it known what Bryce Young is making. Um, and, uh, and, and USC would be smart to make it known that their guys are getting are getting some stuff. So, um, but uh, you had thoughts on Reggie Bush. So hit up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think you and I probably I, agree on this too. I like. I understand. The rules have changed, so exonerate everybody. I get the logic in that. I don't think that's how life actually works. Um, and Reggie Bush, by the way, is already um, uh. A free man in terms of the NCAA with with his uh, his, his disassociation being yeah, gone. Th- that mm-hmm. has been over with uh, for over a year now. Um, so SC can already associate with him. It's just the Heisman Trophy. And I know it's just the Heisman Trophy that means a lot to people and all that stuff. Did you forget that he won the thing? Like... Like I, I don't well, think anyone is forgetting that he won the thing. I don't but, know. But but more more to this, I think my my biggest annoyance is with the um the idea that if these things don't happen, that it will be like um this this reckless decision and all this kind of thing. Like there were like I know I agree. Reggie Bush should have his Heisman. I want him to have his Heisman. At the end of the day, like. If he doesn't get it back, is it like this unconscionable thing? I don't think it is. Um, and then, like, we get tweets all the time. Like, people are tagging us in tweets about, like, here's one. Uh, this comes from uh, from Mark on Twitter. Mark Emmert should personally hand the Heisman Trophy to Reggie Bush and apologize for everything the NCAA put his family through. Here's the thing. The NCAA has nothing to do with the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Well, the like, Heis- well, okay. The Heisman. So if has the Heisman made- tr- Trust is pushing it back on the NCAA. Now it's that's on the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Th- th- that's the Heisman Trust. Uh, that's the Heisman Trust being cowards. Yes. Because the NCAA isn't you going can't to point reinstate. Fingers the other way. Because it's not their job to reinstate, no. and the NCAA actually doesn't have any incentive to reinstate Reggie Bush's records or anything like that. Like the reason I say the Heisman Trust are cowards is because. A, they shouldn't have taken that trophy away from him in the first place. There are a lot. If they want to like trump up the character of the Heisman of the Heisman uh, alumni, like those dudes all took money. Those dudes all took money, and some of them got caught doing it. Johnny right. Manziel has admitted he took money. Right. So like, you can't tell me that like it's the integrity of the of the award. No, you shouldn't have taken his award away in the first place. But the NIL rules changing doesn't have any bearing on that for me. My my whole perspective is they shouldn't have taken it away in the first place. They should admit they were wrong and give it back. They're being cowards by saying the NCAA needs to need, needs to make that decision essentially. Sure. Yeah. But like the NIL rules don't change anything like the smu doesn't get to go back and change their uh their death penalty um right and just because like a rule changes like if college football changes the rule to go to nfl god forbid uh nfl rules where you have to have two feet in bounds 
that doesn't mean that all of those one-footed catches that won games uh, in past games, like suddenly, like those don't count anymore. Like that's not the way rule changes Sorry, work. Sorry, guys. guys. Uh, uh, Michael Crabtree no longer a hero. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You know like I mean? it, it just. I just don't think this. And I don't think this is the thing. Down, but you know. Oh, I have no idea. But uh, this isn't the thing that decides that for me. Right. Um, well, well, not to mention that with with all of the the rules that were in place before. Yes, Reggie got to play in those games before he was dealt his penalty. But think about the players who were deemed ineligible before they got to play. They got to play. Like yeah. that affected the 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 rule books, right? That they were deemed ineligible and and all that kind of stuff. So I I don't there's no fair way to go about it. No, because the, it was the rules were the, the rules place. when they were the rules. Yeah. Like I get that it sucks that the SC Media Guide has to have a million asterisks on everything. Which that is says, my biggest annoyance. Yeah, like, it's more just that. Like I, I'm with dumb. you. Like, I think we all saw those games count. Yeah. The, stat, the stats were accumulated. Who cares? But, like, I understand why they might not get reinstated. Like, I, it's not the end like, of the this world the, This me. doesn't change that. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's not the I end agree. of the world for me. But... Um, the, the good news is Reggie Bush is back for SC. He's been he's, back for over a year. And he's but, almost certainly going to have an opportunity to lead the team out of the tunnel uh, this Guaranteed. season. Guaranteed. We've, so. we've talked about this before, but just to reiterate, do you got an opinion on what game to uh, to do that with? Oh, you got to go. Oh. I say UCLA. Um, is UCLA at home this year? Uh, yes. Yeah, I say UCLA. I have this weird thing. When I think of last year, I think of 2019. I did. I don't Do you blame do the same you. Thing? I don't. Last year didn't happen, Michael. It's, I know. Let's like, just scrub I, I, it from our brain. It, it's, it's fine. It's wild, wild to me. Um, but yeah, I think I think I, I think I think you could do Notre Dame for Snark, but I think his performances against UCLA were generally better. Notre Dame would be on the road. Yeah, but um. I'm sure the Irish would let him. I, I the think team out you of could time. you could get away with doing it the first week. Um, it is not. I just a, want it for a big game. San Jose State is not a game that's going to impress people. No, I want. But I, you can do it for that week. You can drum uh, just from a oh, marketing that's, perspective. If you if you say he's going to, be, you're going to honor him that week. Then people it's will the get first into this game post COVID. So you're going to get a you probably yeah. going to get a uh, uh, attendance bump Reggie on Bush that Bubba you you say that it's a Reggie Bush bobblehead, yeah, and you go out there and you have him lead the team out. Good chance of getting the, maybe but, a sellout. But maybe? You, you have to advertise that ahead of time. Oh, you can't for sure. just have him turn up for San Jose right. and like, well, there's thirty thousand people in the stands and they're all hot and tired and it's like, oh, I guess Reggie's here. No, I want it for UCLA. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I I would I would tend to agree. Moving on, let's go to. A laundry list of things that have happened uh, this off season. We we've put together all of the players that USC have had coming in and coming out. It's been a long list. Uh, players before uh, we went on our little hiatus and after. Uh, so in summary, there are ten transfers out, nine transfers in, and nine commits for the class of twenty twenty two. These are the 10 transfers out if uh, if you've been under a rock or not podcasting for the last two and a half months like us. Uh, Marquis Stepp, he's off to Nebraska. Connor Murphy, off to UNLV. 
Uh, Palier Nyoteote, most most likely Ohio State. Ohio State seems that way, but I don't think it's official yet. Okay, yeah. which is weird. Um, Abdul Malik McLean is at uh, Jackson State. Uh, Chase McGrath at Tennessee. Manier McLean at Utah. Caleb Tremblay at Tennessee. Uh, Trevor Trout, uh, a medical retirement. Yep, that's a, that's a bummer. Which I mean, we kind of knew in twenty twenty. Uh, but it wasn't like official or anything like that, so he's just not on the roster anymore. Yeah, he he got to SC, I think, with with some good fanfare and just and never just couldn't stay ne- healthy. Yeah, yeah ne- never was healthy at all. Uh, Stephen Carr is off to Indiana along with Dale McCullough, uh, and Jay Toya has moved over to UCLA. He's he's taking a jaunt down the den. Yeah, that one's weird. A little bit. He was. He looked good in in spring camp. He looked like he was going to get a lot of playing time, if not a starting job at USC. And then, sort of out of the blue, he announces he's transferring, and then he ends huh. up across town. So, huh? huh. Uh, nine transfers are in, though. Xavier uh, Alford from Texas, uh, Ismail Sopcher from Alabama, Katie Nixon from Colorado, Keontae Ingram from Texas, Taj Washington from Memphis. Malcolm Epps from Texas, Chris Thompson Jr. from Auburn, Darwin Barlow, a running back out of TCU, uh, and Jake Smith, uh, a wide receiver from Texas. And Alicia, just looking at this list, a lot of Texas guys, both literally uh, talking about Alfred, Ingram, Epps, and, and Smith, all former Longhorns, but also a lot of dudes that are just from the state of Texas, like Katie Nixon. Yeah, and I, I think uh, Chris Thompson might originally be from Texas. Um, uh, was Todd Bar- Washington maybe? I can't. Yeah, I, maybe. We, we should probably look these things up uh, before we talk about. Well, it. Barlow from TCU is is also at least state of Texas in college. So yeah, you. I mean, but USC has a Texas coaching staff, right? Like at least defensively, it's yeah. it's funny that they're getting all these wide receivers though. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, like uh, I think that uh, that you can find a lot of really good talent from that state uh, because there is a lot of talent and not enough schools all, always and guys go to different programs and don't fit for whatever reason or are looking for a fresh start and now they know, you know, Alfred and, and Keontae Ingram have settled in and so then they're able to recruit their their buddies so then you end up with Jake Smith and, you know, this is exactly what happened uh, with, uh, with <laughs> Illinois and grabbing all those USC guys. So it sort of goes both ways after a while but uh but the transfers in uh, they all seem good now the the problem with the transfer portal is that like the guys who leave you know so you're like Meh, okay usc's gonna whatever these guys weren't gonna i mean it hurts to lose marquis step but you sort of understand um it hurts to lose uh the the mcleans but you also understand and you sort of get the deal like um Caleb Tremblay was a good player, but we're not going to like cry over over him leaving. Connor Murphy, uh, we're not going to cry over him leaving. He's just got to go and get his chance to to shine somewhere else. But then you bring guys in, and you're like, oh, these guys are super exciting. But like, are they just the same caliber of player that USC is sort of walking, having walk out the door too? Like, it's just hard to hard to gauge. Someone like Taj Washington from Memphis, it feels like he can take take a step up, but he was right. playing really well at Memphis. Um, the guys at Texas, you know, Keontae Ingram uh, obviously looked good, 
But uh, but the rest of them, you know, Shropshire hasn't played a game. So him coming from Alabama, we it's still an unknown. It's 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 almost like you're getting just a bunch of recruits that are from JUCOs, essentially, where you're like hoping they can translate. Yeah, or, or with Dodge Washington, kind of a, a, a JUCO on steroids, which is yeah. what uh, a G5 is really, right? Like, yeah. Like someone who potentially could have been under-recruited and was really good last year uh, with Memphis. If he's able to to really prove that he was under-recruited, uh, he can be a, a diamond in the rough guy, and that would be a, a good haul for USC. I think more than anything, I think my takeaway here is that I, I yes, losing those those ten guys hurts. When you talk about the names like Marquis Step and and Stephen Carr, you know those guys. Uh, your mom knows those guys. You know what I mean? Like those are big names. At the same point, SC is able to bring in Keontae Ingram. Uh, they they build some wide receiver depth with depth with uh, Nixon Washington and Jake Smith. I think they've replace the guys that they've lost adequately, if nothing else than it being tit for tat. And there is no net loss there. Um, but they've also, I think, built out the, the depth at, at, in areas that they needed to do that, like at wide receiver, where you're, you've you lost Maneer McLean, you've lost guys to the NFL, uh, like, like Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyler Vons. Those guys have moved on. Uh, Kyle Ford is coming off of an injury. You, you never know exactly how that's going to pan out. Drake London is going to probably leave to the NFL after this upcoming season. So getting guys with term um, or eligibility, I guess, uh, left like Taj Washington is a great kind of thing to bring in. Yeah, I, I agree. The one area that I think you haven't replaced well enough yet, uh, and maybe it's just too soon, uh, is the the defensive tackles because you lose Trevor Trout to a medical retirement, nothing you can do there. You lose Jay Toya to a real weird situation, not sure what you can do there. But you're light on DTs, so can, can I push back on this one? Okay, because you you talk about yeah you you lose you lose Tremblay Toya and, and Murphy on the defensive. Well, line. Tremblay but, and but, and but, Murphy but, are but, our DEs, like they're they're not they're still, the. Sure, but but I'm just talking about on the on the line in general. Yeah, what production were you getting out of those guys? Oh yeah, no, those guys. I'm just saying. I'm saying that if on the on the ends coming in, Ishmael Ishmael Shopshire is a big get as a, a three thirty guy right. for, you, to, you for defensive Toya, tackle. You get right, but you lost Toya. You lost Brandon Peely to injury. Uh, Toya matters. Like you've now traded two for one. You're still low one. Plus, you've lost Marlon sure. Tupelo to and Jay Tufele to the NFL. So, like, if you're looking at like the 300 pounders that USC has on the defensive line, um, you're you're short. You're short on those. Now, you do have Jamar Sakona. You do have Dejon Benton. You that, do have Kobe Pepe. I, I think you got guys three, on the rosters that that, that haven't get, gotten that opportunity yet. Right, but you have you if you're gonna do the front the way that USC apparently wants to do it. You you're not having those three guys compete for one spot. You have like three guys competing for two spots, and that's a concern. Now it's going to be four guys competing for two spots, but um, it's just it's just that the defensive line is somewhere you want to be able to rotate, and I don't know that USC has a ton of rotation available to them in those interior spots, and there's nothing they could have done about that necessarily given the outs. But I would like to see 
I would have liked to or would like to see an, another in in terms of a big body in the defensive line. Well, you'd like to just not lose Jay Toya for sure. Yeah, I mean, but yes, that's yes. I, I think you, when you when you talk about it too, what was the position group that SC was at their best at last year? Well, the defensive line. Well, exactly. The wide we, receivers. We, but, sure, but yeah. we, we've talked about. That, oh, I have faith in Vic Soto. Yes, and like the, the, that, I have the, faith the, in Vic the, Soto to work the it Dylan out. The Dylan McCullough of the defense, yeah. in which you, you can be completely bought in, trust everything that's going on, even to a naive level, and just say that things are going to be solved because of how well they were last year when there were literally no expectations. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but there's and no so, Marlon Tupelo, too. Yeah, but there's a Thule, and Thule was better than Marlon. And I know that they don't play the exact same position. Like that part. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but, I'm not saying you're in crisis mode, for the just for the record. The defensive line isn't in crisis no. mode. The defensive line, is, uh, the, the defense interior defensive line is just thinner than I think you would be comfortable with knowing the injury issues that often hit those positions. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think that you can always have more depth there. Yeah. Uh, I, I think for me in general, I, I think where SC um, lost some guys, I think there were redundancies, like like Chase McGrath at, at the kicker spot. Yes, yeah. it's a bummer to lose Chase McGrath, but, but you you do have Parker Lewis. So you gave, like a, you that, gave a scholarship to dude, so right. like you know you got to live with it. It happens, right? But yeah. moving forward, we're talking about guys in the defensive line. Well, Barry uh, Lead. Yeah, uh, things are looking good for 2022. Uh, USC's current class, as it stands, uh, star-studded. Uh, at the top for sure, uh, especially in in the defensive backfield with five star CB, uh, Damani Jackson out of modern day. Uh, there's also Jaden Gold, Fabian Ross, four stars uh, at cornerback, but there's also this five star defensive lineman out of the deep south, Michael Williams. That's a big get. That's the kind of that's the kind of recruiting get that Vic Soto hasn't had yet with USC. And obviously, you got to close that one out. Pulling a kid out of Georgia, and you have his you have his commitment in July. That doesn't mean that you have his signature. So, like, they got to finish that one out. But that's a huge get for USC. One that could open other doors for them uh, recruiting in the South. But uh, Vixa Oto, the one thing that he needed to pick up the pace on was get your dudes. And if you know, that's a that's a hell of a pickup uh, for USC. So. Yeah, the recruiting front. I don't really worry about USC on the recruiting front at this point. Um, I think the staff is good. They have a good recruiting staff right now. I mean, uh, Dante Williams is just like just out here picking up every five star corner that's out there. Which is is just, he the best recruiter since Kojo? Yes, but like, I, I the only thing I have to say about Dante Williams is that like maybe he should be recruiting other positions because like. I don't know where USC is going to fit all of these. I guess it works out because USC likes versatile versatility. They use cornerbacks, nickelbacks, safeties, all sort of semi-interchangeably at time. Uh, not interchangeably, but, you know, they'll it's move guys three, around. Three, they, yeah, they they, they need DBs. So I'm like, I'm not complaining. It's just like he, his, his ability to pull in DBs. Like, it's almost like if you could just have a team full of DBs, you'd have a really great team if, if, uh, if Dante Williams was recruiting them. But yeah. And not to mention that, uh, yes, USC's running the three three five without Orlando, but beyond that, the nickel defense is the standard defense right, that's in college football right yeah. now. That that's what base is. So yeah. uh even if you know you, you want to say, well, this is the last year without Orlando, maybe it is. Whoever comes in dudes. is gonna inherit a, a, a defense that 
is ready to play nickel. Also, next to wide receiver, cornerback is the unit that I most expect to see somebody leave after their junior year. At, at recruiting at this level, you expect to see these guys. You you need to f- to cycle through in a three year cycle. You can't plan for a four year cycle. So yeah, I think the recruiting is good. And you know the quarterback that they that they brought in, Devin Brown, was a three star when when he committed. He's now a four star, tearing up the camp circuit. So like, I I don't think you can complain about recruiting at this stage. It seems like they've got it covered. Yeah, and then there's tight end uh, Kean Burnett, uh, wide receiver Kevin Green. Uh, linebacker Ty Kana and a running back named DeAnthony. De-anthony. Why did I say that? DeAnthony. DeAnthony. DeAnthony Gatson. DeAnthony Gatson. Finally, USC getting a DeAnthony yeah. running back. Who's, who's kind of one of those, like, you know, like a sort of undersized but sort of slick kind of kind of guy. So well, not exactly DeAnthony Thomas, but still well. Intriguing. We'll see if he signs. Yeah. We, we know how to I just don't think I. I know that everyone obsesses I, about I, I recruiting. Know that's unfair. Whatever. Uh, everyone obsesses about recruiting in July. As of July, I don't think you need to worry. The only hiccup involved in this recruiting class at this stage right now is whether or not this coaching staff will be in place when they are ready to sign. But that's a bridge that we're going to cross way down the line. Yeah, uh, way down the line, indeed. I'll take a quick break and keep talking about more about USA. All right, Alicia, we're about six weeks, six, seven weeks until uh, college football begins for the Trojans. First week is September at home against the San Jose State Spartans. First time SC playing the Spartans since 2009. The infamous uh, the blimp infamous, shade game. The infamous, extremely hot game where the only shade you could receive was the uh, the Goodyear blimp overhead. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the final score? Uh, 50... No, I don't know. No, I do I not. I believe remember. it was 56 to 3 oh, okay. in Matt Barkley's first game. I was going to say 13, so I was thinking the 3, 56 to 13 or something like that, but yeah. 56 to 3. Yep. I, I'm 99% sure that's what the score was. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that this year. Uh, not because SC couldn't score 56. Well, I mean, well, let's be let's be real. The, <laughs> SC is a high octane offense that ends up not scoring 50 points. I don't which uh, <laughs> If I we but, we're gonna go to media day, and if I hear Clay Helton say that they can score fifty points, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna roll my eyes and go like, okay, pr- show me, show me something there. Like SC has the most potent offense that, that doesn't it, score. That doesn't. It's it, it's, it's wild. Yeah, it, it it's ridiculous. Uh, but we'll, we'll see uh, what happens with SC uh, and, and San Jose State. Obviously. Uh, San Jose State, the Mountain West champs last year, were really damn good. Uh, it was the COVID season. Whether or not that affects anything, who knows? But they were good in the season that they had to be good in, and they were. We'll, They're we'll definitely better than they were coming into 2009. Yes, so for sure. Uh, going into the season, as it stands right now, where, where, where's your head at? I have fully embraced the... It doesn't matter mantra. I don't know if what is it. It's not. It doesn't matter. It's it, the season will play out the way that it will play out, and I don't need to expect anything from it. Like I'm not. Okay. I'm not sitting. I mean, this might change when we get into August, because you know me. You we go through this off season, sit, like 
cycle where like you start out the off season going like it's going to be terrible and then you get to see spring camp and you're like oh maybe it'll be good and then you look at the roster and you're like oh USC has a lot of good players and then you sort of like Keaton's good Drake London's really good like it, 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 maybe maybe this could be really good and then you get into August and you're like they can win 10 they can win 10 games they can win 10 games Michael and then we have that whole prediction episode where it's like well I mean they should win that game and they should win that game and they should win that game and then all of a sudden I'm picking USC to go 11 and 1 and I feel like an idiot um I don't feel like I've had that process this year I am very firmly in the trench that the offensive line will be bad and that means that USC will go eight and four or nine and three. Yeah, I, like I'm, 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 I, and I'm, and I'm comfortable with like eight and four is like my middle ground. Like I think eight and four seems like that's how it's all going to play out. Just because I don't trust this team at all, and the good players will make sure that they win the eight games. But there's not enough good players and good coaches and good systems to say that they won't lose those four games. So like, I'm yeah. in a weird. I, I don't think I've ever been like this before. I think this team just reeks of nine and three. Um, a nine and three that like I think mediumness that that is going to be frustrating in the sense that I think they're a nine and two that absolutely. I mean, nine and three that absolutely could threat to be ten and two and eleven and one um, on their on their A game when they play that A game. Um, how often that will be? A that's a big question. Um, I think there's definitely some some holes. We've talked about the offensive line before. A massive question mark. Uh, Clay McGuire, the new uh, offensive line coach, uh, is a question mark. Though we've talked about it earlier in the offseason. He was the guy you should have got at the beginning. Anyways, if you're going to go with the air raid, go with an air raid offensive line coach so you you can have some sort of process for how it's supposed to work. So that by now you will have had some consistency and and been already in this. But now you're throwing him in. With a one year, like, well, what what yeah, could he I, possibly do if the offensive line is bad this year? It's not necessarily because Clay McGuire is bad; it's because it makes it, it was always to going him, to be bad. Right? Yeah, it, it's going to make it impossible to judge him because, and either way, it it I, I don't know what happens. Like, if the offensive line is terrible, it could be because of Clay McGuire. It very well could not be because what is he supposed to do this late on into? Uh, a, a regime. I don't know. I, I I don't know. It's a very difficult situation for SC to be in. So it comes down to the same thing we've said forever. If SC can protect Keaton Slovis, if Keaton Slovis can can look like he did in his freshman season, this team can absolutely win the conference, get to the Rose Bowl, and be a damn good football team. There's a lot of ifs there. Yeah. The, so I wouldn't bank on all those ifs happening. Yeah, and see, I think that's my problem is I'm very confident that the offensive line will be worse this year than it was last year, and it was not great last year. Um, but they don't have Elijah Vera Tucker to bail them out this time. Um, on defense, I like the defensive staff. I feel more confident in them than, than past. Uh, but I have to remind myself occasionally that Talano Hafanga is no longer on the field for USC. And yeah, that's yeah. an issue. Like, I, I, I like. I think I like every position group, maybe potentially every spot on the field, with the yeah. exception of not having Hufanga there. Well, and it's like part of it is I haven't seen Xavier Alford. I haven't seen Chris Thompson potentially. Right. Um, Isaiah Polamau could take a, that step forward. Uh, you would you would hope he takes. Uh, I feel pretty decent about the the corners. I think they can survive without Elijah Griffin. Uh, the linebackers should continue to be better than they've been in the past two years because the past two years have not been good. But you, even if you replace at safety, 
even if you replace at safety, uh, you still don't have Hafanga. And Hafanga was that level of player for right. you. So somebody else is going to have to be that level of player. If it's Drake Jackson, that'll be a huge deal. Yeah. Because he wasn't that for USC last year. He was good, mm. but he wasn't like Talano Hafanga. Hafanga also makes it difficult because he was a safety so making good. all the tackles. Yeah. And on the surface, safety making all the tackles is a bad thing. Yeah. However, he was a very active safety uh, who was going to play up along the line. So I don't know that we can just write it off as, well, your safety made all the bad, yeah. all the tackles, so the defense must be bad. Yeah. I don't think it was that cut and dry, but either way, he's someone who made USC considerably better. He's not there. IPM's going to have to step up and have that similar kind of role, even if playing a different type of safety role. So yeah. it, it's going to be difficult. Last question before we get to a mailbag here. Who do you have more confidence in being better than last season, the offensive line or Keaton Slovis? Oh, well, those are connected questions, Michael. They are. They are. But if you have to pick one, you have to bet uh, on one to be improved from last season. Um, Keaton. Yeah, I think it's definitely Because Keaton. I think I think Keaton's going to have a rough time of it, but I think his arm, and they will continue to deny it, but I think his arm has got to be less of a dead duck at times than it was last year because the dead duck of it all didn't make a lot of sense. I, I know this is naive, but I, I think he was too good as a freshman not to be at least better better than last year. Yes. Yeah. And I I've said I said this last year. I said this early in the offseason. He was still, still the best damn con- good. quarterback in the conference. Yes. Despite having a quote bad, bad season. Bad season, yeah. Yes. Yeah. His bad season was still better than most quarterbacks in the country. So like yes. it wasn't a bad season. It was just a weird right. like why are those throws coming out that strangely, Keaton? Oh wait, it's the fourth quarter. You're amazing again. Cool. Yeah. I mean, if he still if this now, trend with, keeps, then he's going to get surpassed by Jaden Daniels and DTR and all right. those guys 100%. The 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 question I have for Keaton is and this is just just to end it. The question I have for Keaton is in order for USC to be good or to to achieve what they want to achieve, he has to get the Oregon monkey off his back. So that's the, the, the I'm pretty confident Keaton's a very good quarterback. I'm pretty confident that Keaton can lead USC as far as he can take them, given his supporting staff. Are you saying that, that Keaton is to Oregon what MJ was to the Pistons? Yes. All right. We'll see if he takes it personally. One can only hope. I finally watched that show. You so did. I, I know that's why you're making that reference. Yeah, yeah I cool. haven't. So. All right, let's get into, jump in the mailbag. You've got mail. Start with a Patreon message we got from Trevor. Uh, this was from so long ago. I feel so awful that we just now are getting to this. Uh, when you say that our O-line performance uh, in spring were due to physical beats, or are they continuing to miss their blocking assignments? If it's the latter, that feels like a huge problem considering they're a bunch of veterans in an offense that is supposed to have a tiny amount of plays to master. Trevor from West L.A. Preach, Trevor. Preach. Um, I I think that from what I remember of spring camp, it was more physical beats. But I also, it's hard to determine if there was blocking assignment situations unless you can look back on a replay and sort of like pause and rewind and sort of see, okay, who's going to who's gonna block who given the, the situation on the defense, all of that. So it's hard to say if there are missed blocking assignments in practice, <laughs> that's bad because practice is a controlled environment. But 
Yeah. Uh, uh, physical beats are also bad. So it's hard to say, though, because the offensive line, at least in the spring game, was so messed up, like so topsy-turvy shuffled around that like I wouldn't even I, I'm throwing that performance out. So uh, I think if you're a USC fan, just cross your fingers and pray, light a candle and just like start like doing, you know, prayer circles that uh, that defensive line is that good. Uh, let's go to an email from John in Oakland. Hello, Alicia and Michael. First, big congratulations and many decades of happy- happiness to you two. Uh, so here's my question. What is your nightmare scenario for the 2021 USC football season? Mine is a 10-2 and or 9-3 and season with USC winning the Pac-12 but not making the playoffs. Helton gets a contract extension. However, several key assistants get hired away to head coaching jobs and NFL jobs like Graham Harrell. Todd Orlando, Dante Williams, and Vic Soto. So all this sets the program back with too many new coaches coming in and USC heads back into college football purgatory. Lastly, what do you think of AD Mike Bones hiring of Lindsey Gottlieb? Uh, It's a home run in my book and his approach to his first major sport coaching hire at USC fight on John in Oakland. Well, thank you, John. Uh, th- sorry it's taken us this long to thank you for that message on our engagement from weeks and weeks ago. We really didn't intend for that to be our last episode for a while, but as we've gone over, stuff happened. Um, okay, the nightmare scenario that you laid out there, John, is 1,000% correct. I think a 9-3 and season where USC wins the Pac-12 and isn't in a position to fire Clay Hilton, uh, but isn't also in a position to do anything in the playoff. I think that 9-3 and three also includes an embarrassing loss or two, probably an embarrassing blowout to Notre Dame, and um, maybe like a bad loss to, I don't know, who would be a bad loss to? Uh, to UCLA, whatever. Sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that is, yikes, yikes. The idea of like, the the thing that I think you really hit on there, John, that I think makes it, it the, the nightmare is that like A, you decide you have to give Hells in the contract extension. And then B, you have to start over from scratch. So like all the progress that you made with like, well, okay, we got we got a coaching staff, we're feeling good about it and all this kind of reset back to zero. And then you have to go through the same three year process where like you can't fire him for dipping down in twenty twenty two. It's just yikes. The the weird thing about this scenario is that it's a nightmare scenario because of the grand context. If you yes. go Ten and two or nine and three win the Pac twelve and don't make the playoffs in a bubble. I don't think that's the end of the world. Like, and if your coaches all get hired away because you proved to have a good coaching staff, that's a benefit to Clay Helton. That's a benefit to the program just based on the accomplishments that you achieve. However, <laughs> it's uh, you, you, you put everything in there, given how SC is, and there's there's kind of two scenarios you want SC to be. Real good or real bad. Yes. Uh, you, you want situations to be clear cut where um, Mike Bone doesn't have to think about anything um, in the offseason or going into the offseason towards the end of the season to, to make a decision on Clay Helton. Because as we've discussed before, and I know people don't like to hear this, this is the season you fire or extend Clay Helton. That's just mm-hmm. the way it is. That's how college football works. And so you need to either prove beyond a reasonable doubt 
that this is the situation going forward, which means winning, probably winning the Pac-12 impressively and being like 11-1 and one and everyone looks perfect. Um, and, what about what about uh, ten and two and you lose the Pac twelve title game? I I can like the other thing I I I, I hate these scenarios about is because the context so much matters. of it is based on the, you lose the ten and two. Okay, are those in overtime? Are those games in which uh, a key you player got out. got hurt or something? Yeah. Or are they blowouts? Or is it like the is it like going ten and two in twenty seventeen where yeah. there were blowout losses? Like, yeah. like what is the context of those losses? What if? Okay, let's flip this on its head. What if we're talking about like an an ideal nightmare scenario? Oh, I know it. By the way, the, I, I think the, I have a more the ideal scenario. the ideal bad season, quote unquote, is I think seven and five or eight. Actually, my ideal would be eight and four, and they make the move anyways. My ideal, in fact. Even better than that is be nine and three and make the make the move anyways with you know uh, uh, don't bother with an extension nine and three isn't good enough let's go hire somebody big. Um, I think you can get away with that at nine and three. By the way, I, I yeah. don't think that that nine and three or ten and two c- c- cements play out moving forward. But I think the ultimate nightmare scenario for USC is that. Uh, the Delta variant is serious, and oh god, and the season gets wonky with COVID. Uh, and what happens uh, is that there's only a few amount of games, no fans again. You sort of do like so, five and one again, yeah, and then you extend health in a really small season, and you go five and one again. You lose and revenue again. You lose revenue to where you can't pay out the the the, the, buyout. the buyout, but you also don't have enough to extend him. So then you have to do this weird wink and nod thing about sorry, but you're gonna have to go into 2022 without a new deal. Like, I think that's the yeah, that's the awkwardness. But obviously, not hoping for that. Uh, let's go to some voicemails we got. First one from Dan in Burbank. Michael, Alicia, oh my God! I just listened to the episode where Michael beautifully proposed. I am out here vacationing in La Jolla with my family, and I'm just walking to get a cup of coffee, and I was shocked, and my jaw dropped, and I may have squealed, and that is only to highlight how awesome this is, and how surprised I am, and how wonderful this is, and how happy I am for you guys. I had to call in because it's just awesome. And I feel like uh, I think a lot of Rock crew here members will, will agree that we feel like we are also a part of uh, your family. And this is fantastic. And our family is formally growing bigger. And I couldn't be happier for you guys. Uh, congratulations to you both. Uh, wonderful news. And fight on. And this is Dan from Burbank. Thank you so much, Dan and Burbank. Um, that was th- nice. That was so that was nice. That made me. Sweet. That just made me smile. That makes it makes me so happy. Um, yeah, we're very very excited. Uh, we were we were thrilled, uh, sort of filled with joy over all of the response that we got uh, from from people in in voicemails and uh, messages and Twitter and and everywhere else. Uh, I think we were both laughing at the number of people we had say like, I didn't even know you guys were together <laughs> because we had made a conscious decision to uh 
to not hide, but also to not advertise um, that we were in a relationship. So it was funny, the people who figured it out and the people who were totally oblivious. So <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you for calling in and, and sharing that with us. Yeah, we, we feel like we're sharing this with all of you guys, too. Yeah, 100%. This is, uh, this is everybody uh, played a role in this. And we're over the moon, and we hope you are, too. And we got more calls. So this is Sean in beautiful Austin, Texas. Hey, Michael and Alicia. This is Sean from beautiful Austin, Texas. I just wanted to let you know how incredibly thrilled I was uh, to hear the great news uh, for you two. I'm so happy. Um, man, it, it's uh, it's been a wild ride. And, uh, God, just like thank you for letting everybody know. It, it's so cool. Congratulations, and I'm really happy for you. Um, fight on. Can't wait to see the photos. <laughs> thank you, Sean. Yeah, Sean... Uh, I mean, Sean has been one of the one of the Sean was part of one of the best moments ever on the podcast, I think. Uh, Absolutely. When when uh, when we got to get him out to the Coliseum for uh, an unforgettable. Uh, and then hang out with him the following hang, year. In Austin. Hang out. Yeah. Hang out with him in Austin. Sean is awesome. And yeah, we the, I mean, this this was uh, this was definitely something that I we needed to share with the Robots and because uh, you guys were part of it. So. Uh, we wouldn't. We literally would not be here without you guys. So, yeah, thank you. Hundred percent. Here's the next one. Hey, Mikey, you stole my girl, dude. You stole my girl under my nose, and I have to hear it from family view before I heard it from you guys. I've been a loyal, a loyal fan and listening for years since you started there, bud. On top of that, you steal my girl, man. You steal my girl. I can't believe it. Anyway, this is Super Fig from South Carolina wishing you a very, very happy engagement. Love you guys. Take care. Happiness. Always for you guys. Thanks so much, Super Fake. I'm sorry, I had to. I had, had no other choice. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a <laughs> rough one for Super Fake. Uh, yeah, but thank you for all your support over the years, for sure. Um, you know, Michael Michael just uh, has no regard for uh, for some of our listeners. None, none. But uh, here's Jackson, Virginia. Hi, Michael and Alicia. Congrats on the engagement. I absolutely love the podcast and have enjoyed. These years of getting to know you both and sharing in our love of USC. I am so excited for you and just so happy. Congrats again and fight on Jackson and Virginia. Thank you, Jackson. Uh, and then we got an email from John and Azusa. Hi, Michael and Lacey. I just listened to the proposal podcast. And I want to say congrats. Here's to a life of memories and joy. Keep enjoying each other and fight on John and Azusa. Thank you so much, Jackson and John, and and again to just everyone who's the outpouring of support for us. Um, it's a it's definitely a big moment in our lives, and we're we're now having to deal with all of the uh, the wedding planning stuff, which is <laughs> which is interesting. So um, you know, keep keep <laughs> keep us in your thoughts, and 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 pray that we're able to handle the uh, the the party planning Wait, aspects. Hold on, of we this. have to we have to tell the people who's. Who's the bride or groomzilla? Who is it? Uh, it's not me. Right now, the you saying it's me? No, right now the bride or groomzilla is all of the people in our lives who feel like we're excluding them from part from wedding planning. And I've had to explain to multiple people that like you're you're not being excluded from wedding planning. We have not done a single bit of wedding planning in a month. 
so like I yeah. just we, we're currently in the in the mix of, of moving. We're moving. We were, we're on vacation. We're dealing. We with, were clearly not podcasting. Like yeah. there was a there's a million things going on in our, in our lives right now. The wedding is taking a slight backseat, but but only temporarily. Yes, only temporarily. Now I mean now I'm getting text messages from my mom saying like, okay, once you're moved in, like we got to go dress shopping, and I'm like, ah, ah. Well, we got more questions. Uh, So if you're over with us on Patreon, we'll be answering those in a Patreon-only mailbag. Patreon.com slash Ren of Troy, where you can get all of our bonus episodes. As always, you can call us, 213-373-1872, or email us at ReignofTroyAtFanside.com. We'll be back next week. We promise. We promise. Promise. We promise. We promise. Hey, if this episode, we told you, if this episode got posted, that means that we didn't have technical issues. Hey, almost an hour and the recording is I still running. I think we're good. I think we're good. I mean, maybe. Don't, don't want to jinx it. Maybe. Don't want to do that thing when a pitcher's doing the thing and not allowing the thing, but you don't want to Yeah, we don't want to say it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, you know the thing Jake Arrieta did mm-hmm. a couple of times? Yeah. Anyways, or really the, the Cubs last last. Month. When they were in Los Angeles yeah. again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um That's gonna that's gonna that's do that's a it? that's a bad jinx because then they went on a long losing streak. Anyways, uh we'll see ya. See ya. See ya. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.